welcome to your Soul Biz Podcast, the place to be if you want to create a business and life you love. Tune in for uplifting content and interviews with inspiring women who are already living their purpose and turn their passion into a business they love. And learn how you can do it too. This show is your weekly dose of inspiration, insights and motivation, as well as honest talks and shares about the journey as a female entrepreneur. My name is Michelle Pine and I'm your host. I'm a holistic life and purpose coach, multi-passionate, lifelong learner and entrepreneur. I'm so happy that you're here. Ride along on this exciting journey with me. Love, Michelle. Welcome to today's episode of Your Soul Biz Podcast. I'm super excited and happy to have today's guest. I met her during an online training program we completed together. And from the very first second I met her online, her energy totally drew me in. Yeah, she is a spiritual mentor and intuitive energy healer. And she helps clients all over the world to get outside their head and heal themselves inside out. She herself battled anxiety and depression and eating disorder for 13 years and now she guides her clients in their own transformational journeys with online programs, memberships, one-on-one -on -one coaching, energy healing sessions. I'm so excited to have her today. Welcome, Charlotte. Bistrick. Woo! Thank you so much for having me and for that epic intro. I think you nailed me. <laughs> well, as I said, that's the only important part I have, and now it's all about <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, like literally no pressure, Charlotte. <laughs> Dive right in. As you know, I interview women who turn their passion into a business they love. And you are a spiritual mentor and energy healer, but you're also a successful online entrepreneur. I love you on your social media because you're so authentic and full of energy. Let's dive a little bit into your journey, into your story, how you got where you are today. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question because I didn't think, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur one day like this. I want to run my own business. It wasn't something that was ever like in my field. I didn't go to uni and study it. It was literally a oh my gosh, I hate my job. I need to do something different. <laughs> Literally, it was that moment of, I can't do this for another second. And for me, I was going through some personal challenges with my mum at the time who'd been diagnosed with a disease. And it was almost like a wake up of, oh my gosh, I'm here once. I get this one opportunity to fucking embrace life. And I'm stuck in a soul sucking job that was draining every bit of my energy. I hated it. I don't use that word lightly, but I used to get abused like all day. I was a debt collector in insurance. I was arguing with people, trying to chase money day after day. And in the end, I was like, something's got to change. Like I can't keep going on like this. So my partner, really interestingly enough, and I would recommend anyone like watches this video and it's Alan Watts, if money was no object. Mm -hmm. And I think we all have that. Oh, but I can't do that because it's not going to make me X. And that was one of my beliefs that oh, I won't be able to follow my dreams because it's not going to replace my amazing salary that I'm already on. So for me, I watched that video, my mom's diagnosis, that rock bottom, something's got to change. And I literally went after what I loved. I just decided, oh, I love doing this. So I'm going to try and make a business out of it. <laughs> And that was how my journey started. Amazing. Now 
you are spiritual mentor and intuitive energy healer. But as also the intro already suggests, you have quite a journey behind you. You haven't been a spiritual mentor and energy healer forever, right? No, <laughs> definitely not. I did not start out like that. Okay, so can you maybe share a little bit about the stations on your journey, how you got there? And like you said, you always followed what you loved, but you didn't find this, what you're doing right now at the very beginning. No, definitely not. You're right. So right, Michelle. And it's like, I started off as a personal trainer. And I did it part-time as like a side hustle in between my soul-sucking job. <laughs> and it was like, I loved exercise. I loved moving my body. It helped me on my healing journey with my anxiety in recovery from bulimia, which I had for 13 years. And exercise was like my true north. Every day, moving my body allowed me to get back home to myself, to find my center. And I think we all have that thing, or everyone should technically have that thing that supports them every day and exercise used to be mine so I followed it and being really honest I wasn't a very good personal trainer <laughs> why not I followed <laughs> I just it didn't light my soul up from the inside I was like oh and writing exercise programs used to bore the shit out of me I loved talking to people like I loved doing them but sat down writing these methodical programs to target muscle it was like Oh no. And that personally for me was where I think the shift came in. And people came to me with all their problems. People wanted to talk about the lack of confidence, their body image woes. Like I'm really struggling with these relationships. And I was stood there trying to give them an exercise program. They didn't need an exercise program. They needed something more from me. So that's when I started out on the journey of wellness coaching. Then I studied mindfulness. And I was already going through a lot of my own spiritual journey with following spiritual leaders and teachers I'd had two huge spiritual awakenings and was meditating and doing all the things but I was kind of like well that's my personal life that's what I do and then eventually it started to seep into my business and you know I've been on this journey for seven years now and I would literally say the past two is when it's really like I've sat into the place of, oh my gosh, this is, this feels, I'm so alive every day. I'm energized. I'm super happy doing the work I do. And it sparks so much joy for me. And I'm ever changing. I think that's so important to recognize. Like I started out seven years ago doing something completely different. And it's taking away that judgment of ourselves of, oh, you can't change your mind. No, no, no. You just studied for two years to do that. You need to do that. And I think putting ourselves in that entrepreneurial box limits our ability to be of service, especially for me. I lead a soul led business. I'm on your soul biz podcast. So it's quite apt really. <laughs> and that's it. It's like, I'm not going to put myself in a box and I'm following more what I love, what lights me up. And as a result, I am lighting other people up on the journey too. Oh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. One question, what helped you most to find what you love? Like not follow your head, follow what you love to change and evolve. What helped you most? Mm, I think getting out of our own way is so powerful. We can tell ourselves, and I did, still did that for years. Oh, you can't do that. Or you're not good enough. Or what will people think? You can't make money out of doing that. Some of my family members still actually don't know what I do. <laughs> because, and I find that hilarious because mm -hmm. you can literally monetize 
anything. And our limit is the one that we create. But I think entrepreneurship is the biggest spiritual and self-development journey you can go on because all your shit is going to come up. All your, I'm a failure. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this. It's all going to come up at some stage when you are taking a leap and being courageous in following your heart and following what you love to a certain extent. And I believe wholeheartedly life is too freaking short, short to do shit you hate. And for me, You can still find joy in your role, in your job, even if you don't love all of it. There are parts of my business I don't love. I freaking hate tech. Like it drives me crazy. Mercury Retrograde has kicked my ass into next week. However, (laughs) it's following that passion and that joy and still finding joy in those things every day, I think is so, so important. But working through all your beliefs because they're going to come up and I still have them as I approach a next layer to do a new thing or a different thing, a new belief arises or an old one that I think I've worked on comes back again to bite me in the ass and be like, "Uh, uh-uh, we're going to, you need to work through this again. I'm like, okay, I've got this. I can do it. <laughs> nice. So because you are intuitive healer, right? And you're all about intuition. And I need to ask you, following your heart, following your joy is about following your intuition, right? Do you have a hands-on tip right now, right here, how people can get out of their head and follow their intuition? Is that possible to give a little tip? In like a minute. Okay, my quickest one would be to differentiate what the difference is. I think a lot of people don't know what their intuition feels like or sounds like. And the one thing I say to people, if you are stuck in your head a lot and you're thinking or overthinking about something, and I specifically coach overthinkers to stop, like to get out of their head. With business, the one thing you know is if you are trying to talk yourself into something, you're trying to convince yourself, oh, you should do this because of this, this, and this reason, or you're trying to talk yourself out of it oh no you shouldn't do that because of xyz that is not your intuition that is the one fire way you know talking yourself into something talking yourself out of something because that inner dialogue in your head is trying to convince you of something else we all have an intuition we all have an inner knowing a wisdom and inner guidance system and when we trust and follow that wow life gets freaking magical because you can quieten down that doubt and talking in and out and start to trust that knowing, that feeling, that whisper. And I think that is the number one I would give to any entrepreneur is if you're trying to convince yourself to do something in business, oh no, you really should do it because of this, this, and this reason. Take a moment to see if you can hear or feel a deeper wisdom that is available to all of us and listen to that. Okay. Wow. I will try that next time. <laughs> Love it. Now Michelle's got a tip. Now I got it. Now I got it. I will try it. Yeah, I think it's quite hard sometimes to, especially also this talking out of it. You know, this talking into it, I can understand somehow. Don't always follow your shoulds, but sometimes also like this, oh, it doesn't feel good. You know, like, what is it? Is it your heart telling you, no, that's not what you're supposed to do? Or is it like your fear or resistance, your ego telling you, nah. Mm, And buy into those. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Not so easy, but I guess it's a matter of practice. Maybe one question for everyone, just as clarification, because maybe not everyone knows what is a spiritual mentor, what is intuitive energy healer. It's maybe not the mainstream job or mainstream. (laughs) 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 So maybe can you say in your own words, what 
you do or how you help? So I think the word spiritual gets a bit of a a bad rap, like you said, because it's not mainstream. People don't understand it. And the way I look at it is my spiritual path started from my rock bottom moment. It started from a despair. It started from a who am I? What am I doing with my life? Something's got to change. And for me, the self-development journey is a spiritual path. People think spirituality is, oh my God, you better meditate. I'm going to be a yogi and sit on a mountain. And I'm going to be into all this breath work and sound healing and reading oracle cards and wearing all the crystals and no shoes. Like people think that's what spirituality is. Whereas for me, spirituality is going within yourself, uncovering your beliefs, working to be the best version of you possible, shed back the layers and conditioning of society and life to be your true authentic self and to achieve and receive all the things in life that you want. And a lot of that is belief work. A lot of it is subconscious belief work that I do with clients where we shed back those layers. What are you believing to be true about yourself? Why do you feel you can't get to that next level? Okay, so let's work on that. And because I am an intuitive and I have the ability to receive downloads and guidance through coaching sessions, it comes from a higher place. And usually it's from their higher self or mine or from universal source. And the thing about a belief in something else, which I also think spirituality is, is it's not like oh, you believe in God or you believe in this. It's a belief in something else. And maybe it's just that you have faith in something else. It doesn't have to have a name and spirituality welcomes every belief. You can believe in anything. It's not a cut and shut. And I think everyone has an intuitive ability. It's just some people choose to follow that calling or path and others don't this lifetime. And I think both are completely okay. It's personal choice. My mission is to allow women to fully see what being their true authentic self is, working away from the conditioning beliefs and society to allow their dreams and everything that they want to be a reality whether it's relationship, career. And a lot of it is relationships. You know, a lot of women are coming to me because they want a relationship. They want to work on themselves or they want to work on relationships in their life. And a lot of that is a spiritual path for me too. Beautiful. Nice. What would you say are the most common things or beliefs holding women back living the life of their dreams? Oh, for sure. The two that I see time and time again is I'm not good enough. And that plays out in so many different ways. Like it can be, I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I don't know enough or I need to do another course. Like all these things are all really underpinning by not good enough. And then the other one is worth. It's I'm not worthy of it. I'm afraid I'll fail. Those, and maybe that's three, worthy, failure and enoughness definitely are the three that I come across. And I think it's important to say that those beliefs have layers. When I've been really honest, I'm going through a huge, huge journey myself, a transformational journey right now where those beliefs that I have worked on are coming back. And I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. (laughs) I've dealt with these. However, that is another layer of my growth. And as I step up and do another layer of life and another layer of business, these things come up and I don't see them as bad. No belief is bad. It's an opportunity for me to grow to that next level. Okay, nice. So it's all about growth, right? Yes, 100%. Okay, talking about growth and our challenging times here and there on your journey, I would love to know what have been so far the biggest challenges on your path and how did you overcome them or what tips would you have now to overcome these challenges or fears mm, okay oh gosh which ones and I think this is the thing if anyone tells you that the journey of entrepreneurship has none they're lying <laughs> 
this full of challenges, whether it's motivation or consistency or confidence, there are lots along the journey. My very first, my biggest challenge when I was a personal trainer was I had no confidence. And people look at me now and they're like, what? And I literally, I was so scared to share my voice, to go live, to speak to people. And being an entrepreneur is all about getting out of that comfort zone. And the biggest challenge for me was, I'm going about seven years now, it was like, and social media was around, but maybe not as popular as it is today for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a mail drop. So I would take leaflets into businesses with all my details on about these boot camps that I was running. And I literally stood outside these buildings for like two hours. Like, no, 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 don't go in. What will they think you? They're going to judge you. No one's going to sign up. And all these fears and doubts came in. And that was the hardest thing to just have the courage to take the step anyway. Like mm-hmm. to go, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I did it. And it was never as bad. It's all about the stories we tell ourselves in our head as well. So really working on that. And then the next one, definitely the belief of not good enough. I'm not good enough to run a business. I don't know enough about business. I'm not smart enough to do this. I need to go and get another qualification in this, this or this. Like the not enough has played out a lot, I think, and does for so many women in business. Mm -hmm. And working through that, like you've got to figure stuff out in the early days. Like I need to build my website. Oh my gosh, how do I do that? And I need to do this. I need to figure out how to do that. And I don't know how to do this. No one gives you a manual for entrepreneurship and says, you follow this rule book and you'll be a great entrepreneur. (laughs) It's just crap. Like that doesn't happen. (laughs) So, and you'll know, you will know too, right? Yeah. Running a podcast. 100%, 100%. Now I'm curious, what helped you most to cut through the stories, to not stand there for two hours and just do it anyway? What helped you most doing this or convincing yourself that you're good enough? I think that word also convince. For me now, it's a belief within that I know I am. I know I am enough. Whether or not I have a successful business, whether or not I walk into a building or show up on a live stream, it's knowing my worth deep down, which is the work I coach clients on. It's the work that I teach you to know that within yourself so you can step out. And that I think has been the biggest turning point is I'm not trying to persuade myself anymore. You are good enough. No, you're not. Yeah, you are. No, you're not. Yeah, you are. And that conversation we all have inside our head is pointless because we all do it, right? Oh, you can do that. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. And it's like this dialogue. And when you can get away from that and know that in your core, you believe you are, then the courage comes easier because it's a true belief. Okay. So establishing the beliefs from within that you're enough and not convincing yourself or push yourself like with all the resistance still go, go, go. So, okay, got it. But like how maybe, I know that's maybe a bit complex and I know your work is more complex than one sentence explaining it, but like, how do you establish new beliefs? First of all, identify the ones you've got. Okay. Like a lot of people are unaware of the beliefs that they're operating from. We run around every day with hundreds of different beliefs, like what we believe to be true about ourselves, about life, about relationships, about business. And I think it's important to identify what your beliefs are in order to rewire them. Like you can't rewire something. It's like trying to shine a light on something that's hidden but you can't see it. So how are you going to improve it? And then I think it's important to just ask some really powerful questions. Where do I want to go in my life? What is it I want to achieve? And what is holding me back? Is that belief potentially stopping me from getting to where I want to be? Oh, great. Now I can start to work on that belief and observe where it is playing out in my life. Because it won't just be one area. 
it will be playing out in lots of areas, whether it's relationships to do with your motivation to exercise, your business, it, it will play out in different areas. And once you can identify that, it's like, oh, then we've got the ability to work on it and rewire it and reprogram where that's actually come from. Okay, nice. So I hope everyone took note from this now. <laughs> identify your beliefs. First of all, identify the beliefs that you have already, but also ask yourself, where do you want to go? What are your goals? Where are you heading? And what is holding you back at the moment doing that? Okay, very So good. many people go into criticism with that. Oh, we, I, I think all these things, and that's one of the key things that we all do. We criticize ourselves so much. I call these opportunity for growth. <laughs> They're not a criticism. If I uncover a belief about myself, I go, yes, great because this is going to help me to get to where I want to be instead of criticizing yourself going yes see you're not enough which we can do we get into criticism but it's like okay I can recognize this this is my opportunity for growth I can work on that to get to where I want to be okay nice so always see it as a learning opportunity and an opportunity for growth I like that so positive <laughs> you know <laughs> you up. just grow you know but actually <laughs> you're a flower that's actually also how I try to operate most of the days. It's not always easy, right? Like not to be hard on yourself, but in the end, it's true. It's a journey and we all learn and everyone is on their own journey and has their own challenges, right? I think it's so important that what you just said there, it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. And perfectionism is unrealistic. Like if we, oh, I need to have everything perfect. You're literally setting yourself up to criticize yourself. Give yourself a bit of grace. You're probably learning something new. You're trying something different. And the journey of entrepreneurship, you're basically creating a road that isn't there yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's your road and you're building it as you go. So <laughs> trying to get the road completely perfect when you've never built it before, you're probably going to come up against a few challenges on that road. Maybe there's going to be something in the road that you need to build around, like and work around and move around. And I think that's so important to remember. It's not going to be perfect. Give yourself some grace that keep on going anyway. That's, I think, is so important just to keep on going because you'll figure it out. Everything is figure outable. Famous Marie Folio line. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. So perfection doesn't exist and everything is figure outable. So just keep on going. I like that. Very good. Number one advice from our energy bunny. <laughs> Energizer. <laughs> something I loved about you from the very first second look at your energy and you portray that in every channel in every way you communicate to people and I really really love that yeah it's really good oh, thanks thanks so the energy must come from somewhere right like motivation inner drive people talk about your why what is your why or what motivates you most or drives you so much I think for me, having my own journey, my own struggles, I, I struggled for a long time on my own, didn't tell anybody, like I suffered in silence and alone with my eating disorder for 13 years. I suffered with chronic anxiety attacks, I had depression, I was on medication for it. And a lot of this I battled on my own and nobody really talked about it. No one talked about their problems or their challenges. Everyone portrayed this quote unquote perfect life of what their life looked like. So I thought there was something wrong with me because I was dealing with a lot of inner struggles and a lot of self-criticism, a lot of not enoughness played out for me. And my motivation comes from, I never want to see another woman struggling as much as I did. 
there is a way out and there's hope and we can't go life alone we need support we need guidance we need help and you know in the early days of my journey it took me five years to reach out for help it took me five years to hire a coach to do a course because I was reading the books I was in therapy I was doing all the things that I thought were helping but until I actually hired my first coach that was when life really changed because it was so individual. It was so personalized. And I think that was when I was like, oh, wow, maybe there's something here. Maybe my pain can be somebody else's lesson. And that's how I run life in my business. If I'm to go through all the stuff that I went through, it's not going to be for no reason. Like I'm literally going to use that as my motivation and my drive to support others. Because I see and feel being an intuitive, I feel the pain and struggles of other women. I see what we go through on a daily basis, criticizing ourselves, not feeling enough. And I don't want women to struggle with that. And my motivation and drive is for that. And to be lit up doing it as well, to feel freaking energized. Yeah, because I didn't have energy for a really long time and I was unhappy and alone. And all those feelings I know are feelings that other women have now. And I want to show them what is possible for them. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. And it's very hard to imagine that there was a time you didn't have energy. But <laughs> <laughs> it gives me hope. So if this was, <laughs> you know, there was a time she didn't have any energy at all. <laughs> Look at her now and this beautiful smile and the energy <laughs> pouring out of her. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. You always say I'm an intuitive, right? That's what you are. How did you find out? Maybe it's a weird question, but like, how did you find out you're an intuitive and what that actually means? Yeah, um, it was actually a, a gift. We all have it. Everyone has intuition. For me, being a healer, when I went into the space of giving healings to people, it developed over time. And I think it's like a muscle that you use and practice and it gets stronger and stronger. And through my healing work and through everything that I was doing, I started to realize I was getting all these messages. And for a long time, I didn't share them. I was like, I'd get these pictures in my head or I'd get these feelings. I was struggling to interpret like what that meant and why it was coming to me. And then it got stronger and stronger and then they would come and I just couldn't stop them during healings that I would have to start writing them all down. And then I started to share them. And basically a lot of people don't understand there's a difference between the thoughts that you think and what actually is guidance coming through. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are so stuck in their head listening to in a dialogue of, oh, you can't do that. Have you done this? You need to go there. You need to do that. Or this is coming up. And it's just like a dialogue we all have. And in the early days, my intuition actually sounded like that. It was like a message that came in. But during healings, it would be so random, like the most weirdest things. I'd be like, what is that? And then I'd start to feel. So I have an ability to feel what people feel when I connect with their energy. And then when I connected with their energy, I'd get all these messages of what they needed to know, what they needed to hear. And then the more I started sharing it, the more people would be like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? I was like, oh, 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 they're not mine, they're yours. <laughs> and it was almost like a bit strange how it came through for me was I trusted and known about my own intuition for a while. But then when I was able to connect with somebody else's and get their messages and knowing whether it landed or not, it was a message that was coming through mm -hmm. during their healing. So it was a gift to them. And then it just kind of spiraled from there and just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And, you you know, you will know. 
you know, I, I had a Reiki session with Charlotte and it was amazing. And what came through and the messages, I was blown away. I just want to clarify and maybe explain to the people what it means, right? Because it's not very common to talk, you know, I'm an intuitive. This is maybe hard to grasp yeah. for some people. So I wanted to just... Yeah, talk about it. I think it was for me in the early days. Don't tell people that you do that. Like, what will people think? And now my belief is I'm not for everybody and neither are you. And this is the thing about anyone listening. It's like to own your uniqueness and the gifts that you bring to the world not everyone will love it, but you don't probably love everybody either. But the right people are drawn to your energy. The right people are pulled into your energetic field. But if you aren't sharing your true authentic gifts and your true authentic self, then how are your people supposed to find you? Exactly. Because they're finding a false version of you that you put a mask on because you're afraid of what people think. And that was one of the beliefs that I've worked on for a really long time. And when you say to me about social media, sorry, I'm going so off track. But when you say about social media, oh, you just show up online, you're yourself. Because I stopped giving a shit what other people thought about me. People, some people don't like me and that is completely okay. I love them and I send them love for finding their people. Mm-hmm. The people that do love me, they come in, they're drawn in and they're like, I just love to be around you. Can I have more? <laughs> and I get lit up by their energy too. So yeah, follow your authentic self and be true to you. No matter what thoughts and beliefs you have about what you have to offer to the world, whether that is structure, organization, planning, whatever it is in business. Yes, mine is spirituality and my intuitive gifts, but everyone has something so special and so unique to offer the world. 100%. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that actually only when you started working with a coach, you really had a breakthrough or broke through and really accelerated on your journey. Actually, this is something many people ask me or they're overwhelmed with. How to find the right coach for you. Do you have any recommendations or any experience that you can share how to find the right coach, how you landed your right coach that helped you really break through? Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be a good fit. And I don't work with everybody on a one-on-one basis anymore for that reason. The way I speak with people before we enter into a coaching arrangement is I want to see if I can actually help you. Is this going to be a good fit for both of us? And if it's not, I want you to find the person that is going to be able to help you. And it really is a case of trusting yourself. Is this person offering me something that will support me? Am I prepared and willing to go all in? If you're not prepared and willing, to overcome your challenges to get to where you want to be then maybe you're not ready for a coach just yet which is all right too but if you know you're almost there and you just need that little encouragement and guidance and motivation and accountability then yes go after a coach but figure out what it is that you want where you want to be what is holding you back and find a coach that can help you with those things and I've hired coaches in the past and it hasn't worked In the early days, I got a great one. And then I hired one that didn't really align with me and my values, but it taught me a lot about how to hire my next one. Mm. And I constantly hire new coaches. And the biggest investment I make in my business is on my coach and on my own healers, because Mm. that is the thing I know will support me to get there. Because the biggest thing holding people back in life and in the world is their beliefs. And coaches can really help and support you to work through those. So yeah, find what gels with you. Find what feels good over going to your head talking yourself into something or talking yourself out of something does this 
feel good? Like, how would this feel if I worked with this coach? Like asking yourselves those questions. Mm -hmm. And the biggest fear I think most people have with working with a coach is the financial, like the money beliefs. Oh my gosh, it's going to cost me all this. And, you know, I hired a coach when I did not have the money to hire a coach. It cost me $18,000 for the year to work with her. Mm-hmm. I shit myself. I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh, I've just invested all my money I've ever made in my business on a coach. But it paid off freaking tenfold because I was able, once I worked with her, to then learn everything and then apply it into my business to make more than I'd invested tenfold. So it's just so powerful when you do that. Great. Good advice. So just to recap a little bit, to think about where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? What is holding you back? And find a person who can help you get from A to B to the place you want to be and work on your beliefs. And then also just to see who do you gel with? What feels good? Where's the vibe, right? And maybe, yes, there will be times you'll find a coach who's not the right choice, but maybe that helps you then for the future to identify even better coaches that help you on your way. Very good. There isn't any wrong decisions. I don't, I really believe that. There's no no wrong decisions. You can learn from it. Exactly. Either you progress or you learn something, right? That you need for your journey anyway. So very good. Cool. Okay. Talking about learning. What would you say? We talked about challenges, coaches. What is the biggest learning on your journey so far? I think that I've been enough. My worth is not identified by anything outside of me. I am enough exactly as I am, as is every single person listening to this podcast. We can often tell ourselves we're not, but you all are. And the lesson of entrepreneurship taught me that (laughs) because I had to face myself over and over again. And I think also a powerful lesson, which life has presented me with, with having anxiety and an eating disorder and depression and my mum being diagnosed with a terminal brain disease. It's really that life is here to be lived. Mm -hmm to face the fears, to have the courage to go after what it is you want. Did I want to give up on my journey? Hell yes. All the time. All the time. I'm quitting. That's it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. But I kept going. I picked myself up and I kept going. And thanks to a very, very supportive partner and a really good circle of people around me, I didn't quit even when I was on the floor wanting to. (laughs) But that's it to keep on going. And that gave me more belief in myself and then seeing the results of my clients at the end of it, knowing what they have achieved for themselves by healing themselves is phenomenal. So I'm so grateful for all the lessons, however hard some of them have been. Amazing. So your biggest learning is you are enough, as is every person listening to this podcast. Love it. Okay. And yeah, keep on going, even if it's hard. And yes, also successful entrepreneurs want to give up, but they didn't. They keep on pushing. What helped you, I like that, is having the right support network, right? In your case, in terms of a partner and the right people, the right circle. Yeah, I think that's very important on an entrepreneurial journey to have people who still believe in you, even on the days when you don't, right? And exactly put you <laughs> to continue. I love it. Very good. What would you say has been the best or most helpful resource or advice? on your journey advice that you received or resource that you used you can also name one or two or three you know I think there's one that I've actually found recently which I wish I'd have known in the early days Mm -hmm. 
And it's from a, a woman called Angie Lee. She's based over in America. She's a marketing genius. She's hilarious. She's so authentic, so real. And she says, ready is a lie. Mm-hmm. And I 100% just vibe with that so much because it's like, you can tell yourself you need to build the website. You need the logo. You need all these things. And it's like, nah, you just need to start. And I see so many people like friends, like I'm going to run my own business. So I'm going to design my logo. I'm going to do my web. No, just start. Just offer to coach somebody for free. Like offer to support somebody. Build a product, give it away for free and ask for a review. Don't wait until all the ducks in a row because all the ducks are never in a row. (laughs) You know, as an entrepreneur, your to-do list is never finished. (laughs) Never. And it's always ongoing. And you write a new list and another new list. So ready is a light, 100%. And Gary V said something really interesting. Although I love him, he's super successful and I love his vibe. He can be, for me, sometimes quite hustle-driven. And I believe in more of a flow, a feminine approach. Mm -hmm. But the chance of you being born is 400 trillion to one. Whoa, 400 trillion to one. So do you know how special and unique that makes you? Every single person in the world. So you have a unique gift to offer this world. You are unique. You are special. So go share your gifts. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. So yeah, even though they're maybe not business tips, but I think business and life, <laughs> they are intertwined. So follow one of those two, ready is a lie, and you're unique and 400 trillion to one chance of you being here. Go after your dreams. Amazing. I love it. Totally in line with what I believe in. You are unique. Live your purpose. You're here for a reason and share your gift with the world. Love it. Love it. Love it. Ah, great advice. And maybe just one addition, any resource book that you would recommend that really helped you? No, I don't feel like business books are something I, I read a lot of personal development books over quote unquote a business book, but for any coaches, literally this book was amazing when I started out and it's called The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler and... I can't remember who the other one was. There's another author in it. But The Prosperous Coach is a great one for coaches. I would recommend that one. And I think The Power of Now is one of my favorite spiritual books by Eckhart Tolle. And I think being on this journey, like I said, it is a self-development journey being an entrepreneur. So you need to work on self. And for me, learning to be present and not worry so much about the future and all the things that are coming to be here now is really powerful. So one of those two books or the Angie Lee podcast is great. She's got her own podcast and ready is a lie is her motto love it okay so we have the prosperous coach you said the power of now by Ekatoli and angeli podcast ready is a lie yeah beautiful okay cool and i think we're slowly coming to an end and i have one final question i'm asking every woman i'm interviewing on this podcast if there's just one thing one message that you can now share with the woman listening or watching this podcast who are maybe dreaming or thinking about starting their business, but maybe are not ready yet or overthinking it. What would you say? What would you share? You only regret the decisions you don't make. If you don't make a decision, like you're going to regret that. Make the decision and figure it out later. Like literally, you're not going to have the whole plan figured out and don't give up. You will want to give up. You will want to put it off. You will face so much resistance. Keep on going. And just to share in that little bit of advice, the first four years of my business, I hardly made any money, Mm -hmm. hardly made any money at all. I kept showing up. I kept showing up when no one was watching. I kept showing up when no one was buying my products. I kept showing up with failed launches. 
quote unquote, no such thing as a failed launch, but keep on showing up. I wanted to give up so many times in those early days. And if I hadn't have pushed through, I wouldn't be where I am today. Wow. Love it. Okay. I think that stands for itself. Thank you so much for sharing this, even without money, even without feedback, people not buying a product, you still believed in your mission, kept showing up and you did. And now look at you, super successful online and reaching so many women, helping them heal themselves inside out. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so, so much for being on my podcast today. I'm so happy to have had you and that you share your wisdom and your experience with us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Charlotte. And for all the people who want to learn more about Charlotte, I will include all the links to find her on Instagram, her website, and all the channels she's on for now. Just thank you so much for showing up today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. Really, really amazing insights and takeaways, even for me today. Like, I think I needed to hear this today. Keep showing up, Michelle. <laughs> Keep showing up. Even <laughs> so very good exactly thank you so much thank you okay. bye everyone thanks bye. bye thank you so much for tuning in today if you like this episode let me know by subscribing to your soulbiz podcast and leaving me a review on itunes or spotify this way i can keep the good stuff coming if you don't follow me on instagram yet connect with me at michelle pine for more inspirations and insights i would love to hear from you so leave me a comment on the latest post with your biggest takeaway from today's episode. And before you leave, remember, the world needs you to be you and share your unique gifts. Go out, shine bright and create a life you love.